You shouldn't go to Barnes and Noble and buy ten thousand books just so you can build a book fortress and yell out, "I am your book leader." You shouldn't buy one hundred forty-seven copies of War and Peace, stuff them inside turkeys, and serve them at Thanksgiving as turbukins. And you definitely shouldn't buy up all the copies of Dork Diaries, causing the neighborhood kids to stage a protest in your front yard. But you could, because at the Barnes and Noble Book Hall, you can get over a thousand titles for fifty percent off. Stock up at your local Barnes and Noble. Turbukins are fictitious and should not be cooked at home. You are listening to On the Daily, the RotoViz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by RotoViz Radio. Hello, and welcome to Laying the Points, a RotoViz podcast brought to you by my bookie. I'm Anthony Amico. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. And my co host is Action Network writer Matt Lamarca. You can follow on Twitter at Matt Lamarca. Matt, how's it going? Going well. I'm coming into this podcast like Jimmy Butler. Uh, I plan on just breathing fire for about an hour and then uh, going to talk to Rachel Nichols to just crap on you. Does that sound fair? <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I mean, if there's if there are other podcasts that you want to join that we're not letting you, uh, you know, rip it up. Do what you have to do. I could never leave you, Anthony. You know uh, that. I love it. Um, a quick reminder. Before we get into today's show, love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99, polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. But you guys can support the Rotoviz Radio Network and our 10 shows per week on Patreon. By doing so, you gain exclusive access to Rotoviz Live, which is our weekly Sunday morning video show, which answers all of your fantasy questions. I was on it the last couple weeks. A lot of good stuff. We answer all your start sits, talk about a little DFS, kind of just touch on whatever you guys want. That's the beauty of being a patron. So patrons start at just $5 per month. They give you access to Road of His Live, they give you access to us. And it's, uh, you know, four shows per month on top of the 40 podcasts that we give you for free. So if you think about it as an all-inclusive price, you're coming ahead pretty well. And of course, your money will go f- towards, uh, you know, helping us to grow the network and you know, produce programming that we think is pretty good. Now, speaking of exclusives, as a loyal podcast listener, you can get a 30% off discount to a Rotoviz NFL pass. It's available through the podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. I mean, we're, you know, five weeks deep. We're heading into week six. Uh, you're probably establishing yourself in your league, hopefully as a, you know, a dominant potential champion. And if you want to get all the way to the ship, you got to have that Rotoviz pass. So get it and get it for 30% off, rotoviz.com slash podcast. <clears throat> Dominant. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. I like the mix in the vocab, you know? We got week six. We have NFL. All of our lines are courtesy of my book. You were excited. And I'm really excited to get the Giants game out of the way early. Because <laughs> they play on Thursday night. Eagles are favored by three on the road at Big Blue. 43.5 point total, Matt. What do you think of this? Yeah, so the Thursday night favorite trend just continues to crush. 3-1 and one against the spread this season, uh, bringing the overall record to 89-61-3 in our database. That's good for roughly a 16% return on investment. And road favorites have been just as profitable. They've gone 32-22-2, which is also basically a 16% return on investment. So uh, I'm not letting the fact that the Eagles are a road favorite here scare me. They're going to be the side that I ultimately lean with. Uh, I am starting to have concerns about the Eagles. I think they're probably a bit overrated at this point. 
Uh, and the Giants will supposedly get Olivier Vernon back, which is a bit concerning, but I'm ultimately just going to continue to, to trust the Thursday night favorites and hopefully continue to profit. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like doing it, but I think I'm going against the trend. Um, and I'm picking the Giants, which is insane for me. But, you know, I mean, they played a really good Carolina team last week, lost on the last second field goal. Pretty inspired effort, I thought, by the yeah, Giants. That was just nuts. 63-yard field goal from Graham Gano to lose a game. Like, what are the odds of that happening? Like, 1%? <laughs> yeah, they're not great. I can tell you that. Um, but, you know, like you said, they probably get Vernon back in this game. I don't think that the Eagles have any answer for Odell. I mean, they've been getting really cut up by receivers the last couple weeks without Rodney McLeod. So I kind of feel like that's going to continue. So I'm expecting a huge OBJ day. And I mean, let's call it what it is. A lot of these games end up being pretty close when the Giants are at home. So, you know, I'm going to take the points. I'm going to go against the trend. It's reverse trends week on uh, <laughs> for the Giants. Um I mean, I hope they can win outright, but I'm, I'm going to just take the points and hope that they lose a close one. Bucks at Falcons. Atlanta is a three and a half point home favorite, 57 and a half point total. This is probably billed to be the most explosive game of the weekend. Matt, what say you? Well, at least on the Sunday night slate or the Sunday uh, main slate, I should say. Oh, true, true, true. Right. But yeah, uh, two two teams that specialize in not playing any defense. So the one angle I like is that the Bucks are coming off a loss where they were embarrassed against Chicago. Uh, they lost by over 28 points. And if you look at teams that have lost by at least that many in their previous game, they are 157, 125, and 8 against the spread the following week. So that's good for a 7.9% return on investment. The Bucks are also coming off of their buy. And teams in that previous situation are 15, 10, and 2 against the spread when you factor in 14 days of rest. So I, I like the Buck side here. Um, I, I do think that the Falcons are the better team, but they are just so decimated defensively that it's starting to look like uh, this might just be a lost season for them. You know, they're going to score points on the Bucks, but I, I just have no confidence that they can get any stops. So I think that the Bucks should be able to keep it within three and a half here. I, I like Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think it's a good call, Matt. And I don't have the data to back this up, but I feel like these like really high scoring games that are just like no defense, like you just you want to just take the points because a lot of these games end up just coming down to like who who has the ball last, right? Who gets the best field position at the end of the game? So yeah, I think it's sharp to to be on Tampa. I mean, neither of these teams have any real interest in stopping the quarterback. Uh, the Bucks have probably been worse than Atlanta, but I mean, we saw last week what Pittsburgh did to them. Yeah, I think that Jameis coming back also is a pretty underrated edge. Like, I think that the, I think the Ryan Fitzpatrick factor has been a little overblown. I know that he put up like numbers, like statistics, but I feel like Jameis Winston is like very clearly a better quarterback. Uh, I don't know if that's like a hot take at this point. I hope it's not. It shouldn't be. Yeah, so like, you know, you get the number one overall pick back. I feel like that improves your offense and in a good matchup, I think I think, you know, I think he has a lot to prove. I think he has a lot of people, a lot of critics of silence. And I I tend to think stuff like that matters for guys like Jameis. So I'm gonna take him I'm gonna take Tampa. Let's eat a W, Jameis. E. Steelers at Bengals. Uh classic AFC North showdown. Bengals are two and a half point home favorites. Fifty three point total. A little high for uh these AFC North games. Uh, what do you think, Matt? 
Yeah, this this was a tough one for me to uh, prognosticate because, you know, the Steelers were one of my teams at the start of the season, but I, I just really haven't been impressed with them. And on the other hand, the Bengals have been really impressive. I think you could make a case that the Bengals are the, are the better team in this matchup. Uh, they are favored, but when you factor in the three points for home field, they're still kind of being graded as the Steelers are the superior team. Uh, and if you look at the Bengals at home since 2013, they're 26, 13 and two against the spread. That includes two and oh this season. So they are a good home team. Um, they're getting closer to full strength with Joe Mixon back in the fold. Obviously they won't have Tyler Eifert, but, uh, I think that the Bengals should be able to move the ball in this game. We know that the Steelers can be a little bit of an overrated team when they're playing away from Heinz Field. So I am going to back the Bengals here as a short, home favorite. Um, and then I think after this week, we're going to have to really reevaluate potentially what we think of the Steelers moving forward. Yeah, this is tough for me because, you know, a lot of the classic Steelers trends say that they're just not as good on the road. Um, you know, we're not, I'm not really sure what to make of this Pittsburgh team yet with a couple new coaches and slightly different personnel. But I think that like at the end of the day, the Bengals are just a pretty good football team. And, in division at home, you know, I think that the scoring here will probably be a little bit less than we expect. And I think that the Bengals have the right pieces. I mean, CJ Uzuma is a good tight end, um, underrated probably because he's been behind Eifert. Steelers really stink against tight ends. I'm not really sure they have an answer for Tyler Boyd. Uh, Joe Hayden's a good player. He might take away AJ Green. That's kind of what I expect, but otherwise kind of a tough matchup. And if you look on the other side, like we know that Pittsburgh has traditionally struggled offensively on the road. So a lot of things, I think, point in the Bengals' favor. They really only they only need to win by a field goal to cover. So uh, I'm going to take that side. Yeah, it would not shock me if the Sharps ended up on the Bengals as the week progressed. But uh, for me personally, this is a bit of a stay-away game. All in on stay-aways for sure. Uh, Chargers minus one and a half at the Browns. 44 and a half point total. Now, the total on the game has come down a bunch. It opened up at uh, 46. Uh, you know, we got a little West Coast to East Coast. So a lot happening here, Matt. What's your uh, breakdown here? This is one of my favorite games of the week. Uh, I will continue to back the Baker Mayfield Browns. They uh, they got me a big win last week against the spread. And I just love this spot against the Chargers. You know, we saw them cover going East to play Buffalo, but... We think Buffalo is a disaster of a team, uh, and the the trends for West Coast teams heading east are still not uh, positive. You know, Eastern teams have gone 156 and 137 and seven against the spread when playing on the East Coast at 1 p.m. against a West Coast team. So I like the fact that we have the Browns in the better situation here, and I'm just not convinced on this Chargers team yet. You know. Uh, like, are we sure that they deserve to be underdogs at home against them? What have they accomplished? The, this spread is saying that the Chargers would be favored by roughly seven points if this game was being played in L.A., and I just don't see that. You know, like, to me, these teams are borderline even. Maybe you give a slight edge to the Chargers, but certainly not, you know, seven and a half points if this game was in L.A. So I like the Browns. You could theoretically see see a situation where the Browns are 5-0 and this season if they had played Baker from, from Jump Street and things had gone their way in a couple of these games. So uh, I like the Browns quite a bit. They, they will be one of my five picks this week. 
Yeah, I mean, they only beat the, the – sorry, the Chargers only beat the Niners by two points a couple weeks ago at home. Uh, the, the Jimmy G-less uh, 49ers last week. They did pretty well against the Raiders, but again, like Oakland's not a team that we really like. So it's hard to see them like shutting down a rookie who's really hot right now. I mean, when you go out and produce against Baltimore, who is the best pass defense in football, still is, it's really hard for me to believe that you can't put up points against what will be a, a jet lagged Chargers defense. So I'm with you. I'm all in on the Baker train. I think that this is great. Uh, the total going down, I think, is probably a lot more reflective on the offensive expectations for the Chargers because I do think that Cleveland can score points on this defense. So I'm going to go with Cleveland as well. And I would say if you do like Cleveland, lock them in now. The spread is already down to one at certain places. I could see it moving you know, to a pick em or even Browns favored by Sunday. So this is one that I'm locking in early in the week. Seattle minus three, you know, quote unquote, at. Oakland this is in London we do have a 48 point total uh first Wembley game of the year Matt I mean uh are we are we feeling lucky in the UK this week (laughs) I'm not uh this is a pass for me I did some look at the London games favorites at Wembley have historically gone 11 and 7 against the spread um so you know my my hypothesis would be that the travel favors the superior team. I'm just not sure which team out of these two is superior. You know, the Seahawks away from Seattle are a pretty mediocre team. Uh, I think they really geared up last week against the Ra- uh, the Rams. So this could be a bit of a letdown spot. Uh, I-, I obviously don't think that the Raiders are any good, but this could just be an ugly game. Uh, the Sharps have been hammering the Raiders. They've received 69% of the money but just 44% of the tickets. So most of the big money has come in on Oakland. Uh, I actually, if I was going to pick a side here, I would say the under could be interesting. You know, this is technically a 1 p.m. Eastern game. It's not one of those weird games that's going to start at 9 a.m. Eastern time, but the 1 p.m. start still could affect these teams. They're both Western teams, you know, playing in a uh, an East Coast start. So I think if I was going to make a bet here, it would be the under, but... Uh, I think that this for me is just too difficult a game to uh, to handicap. Yeah, I don't like these. <clears throat> I don't like these London games. It's so hard to to know like how the teams are going to respond. It's such like an individual, personal thing. Um, like you said, like it's not maybe a completely terrible situation in terms of, like the time zones and stuff because uh, they'll they'll play with basically a primetime game over there, but it'll be you know like normal time here. So. Not terrible from that standpoint, but I just I don't know what to make of Seattle right now. Like I, I I don't think that Oakland's very good. I think that they have the potential to play off to their opponent. Um, you know, especially on offense. I think that they have the potential to like get into some shootouts and stuff, like we saw a couple weeks ago. But like I have no idea what to make of Seattle. Like last week they completely changed how they how they played offense. You know, they started running Russ a little bit more. They did, you know, a lot more zone read stuff a lot more play action, you know, and those are all things that are really, really good if it's consistent. So like if they do those things again, you know, I'm more than happy to, to lay three points. I'm more than happy to lay three points on uh, Seattle, but I just, I just don't trust Brian Schottenheimer. Yeah. You know, I don't I'm buy not, it either. I'm not sure this is a one week thing. So we talked about that on the podcast. I think that that was purely out of necessity, 
you know, to try and keep up with the Rams. I think against the Raiders, they're just going to go right back to their, you know, ground and pound ways. They've thrown the ball at the lowest percentage by like a pretty significant margin to start the season. So I think that that is what they want to do, unfortunately. But I agree with you. Like if they just unleashed Rush, that Russ, they would be such a better team. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but like you said, I think it's a good stay away. Bears minus three at Dolphins, 41 and a half point total. We see, you know, probably the best pass rush in football right now up against uh, Ryan Tannehill. He stinks. <laughs> yeah. Poor, poor Dolphins backers last week, man. Like, that game should have been yours. I apologize if you had the Dolphins. You know, you were up like by a pretty significant amount and getting points and then two pick sixes later and you're a loser. That's just how loser. it works sometimes, unfortunately. Uh, I don't see good things for Ryan Tannehill in this matchup. The Bears defense is just uh, probably the best in the league. I mean, maybe Jacksonville would take some exception to that, but the Bears are excellent. Uh, I don't see the Dolphins having a ton of success in this matchup, but I am a bit scared backing the Bears as a road favorite, you know, especially considering how much the public is going to be on them. And they've also received some sharp activity. So this is another stay away from here. I will tentatively take the Bears, but could this be a trap game? I, I think maybe, uh, you know, I, I, I don't feel great about it. They're saying this spread would be nine if these teams played in Chicago. So uh, I feel like three might be a touch too high, but that said, there's no way I'm taking Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, we'll we'll never bet on Ryan Tannehill. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm willing to bet on a lot of people. But yeah, I'll bet on him in the right situation for sure. But I'm still uh, obviously holding out hope for my my Dolphins under. Um, I I like Chicago. I mean, I learned from I learned last week with the road favorites. So I'm not going to do that again. But I do think that like Chicago is much much better than Miami. I think that. You know, in particular, they're a really good matchup up front. Uh, Miami's bottom 10 in uh, adjusted sack rate allowed, according to Football Outsiders. The Bears are number one in defensive line adjusted sack rate. So I expect a lot of pressure on Tannehill. Um, I really like what the Bears did last, well, not last week, but two weeks ago with Tariq Cohen before the bye. Um, so when you factor, you know, the coming off the bye, and I think kind of like the more multiple options Cohen gives them on top of the pass rush. I think the bears make for a, a decent bet here. I hope that that Cohen thing is real. Cause I need to use him in fantasy this week. So <laughs> yeah, I just traded for him in the dynasty league. All right, let's go. Let's roll. Uh, cards at Vikings, Minnesota off a big win, 10 and a half point home favorite, 43 point total. What do you got? Ugh, very little for this game. Uh, you know, the Vikings are the superior team. And they are playing at home, but ten and a half is a big number. Uh, you know the Cardinals are bad, but they might be better with Josh Rosen now at the helm. You know they looked okay against San Francisco. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Try. To, can you sell me one way or the other on this game? I mean, no, because I feel like Minnesota gets a bump because they got such a big win last week. Right. Um. And but like Arizona to me is still pretty bad. Like I know they won last week, but they beat a really bad San Francisco team. I still don't love the way that they use DJ. Like this is a game where like they have to use DJ in the passing game extensively to win. And if they do that, they'll compete. And if they don't do that, they're gonna get blown out. And I like I just don't trust Mike McCoy. Like the whole like like betting on bad coaches is so hard for me. Yep. 
And uh, yeah, like I, cause I think that like, you know, you have Patrick Peterson, you have a decent, decent pass rush. Like the Vikings O line isn't very good. So there's reasons to think that like big number cards could cover. I just don't think I'd feel comfortable betting it in this spot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and like you mentioned, it definitely feels like a bit of a letdown spot after beating the Eagles. Um, I will tentatively side with the Vikings, but again, like this is a no bet for me. No betty. Next game up, Colts at your fighting Jets, Matt, who are two and a half point home faves, 45 point total. Uh, sounds like we're not going to see Jack Doyle or T.Y. Hilton this week. Um, which I think is obviously good for your Jets. But what do you think? Yeah, this may surprise you, Anthony, but I am in on the Jets this week. I like them a pretty decent bit. And for me to say that uh, is rare. So I-, I just think that this Jets team might actually be a little bit underrated right now. They looked good against Denver. Uh, and I definitely think that was a bit of a letdown spot for Denver after that Chiefs game. But you know, if the Jets are going to be able to move the ball, their defense is good enough that they can win games. Uh, they are sixth in DVOA on the defensive side right now. You know, they've got good players, uh, especially in the secondary. And I think against the Colts offense that's so banged up, they should be able to slow them down a little bit. Um, I'm trusting the Jets offense to move the ball here. I mean, they ran for like 200 plus yards last week. That probably won't happen again. But the more encouraging sign was Sam Darnold being able to find some success down the field to Robbie Anderson. You know, they really have had no vertical passing game all season. So hopefully that's a sign of things to come. I think if the Jets can put up, you know, 20 plus points in this game, like 24 points, I think they should be able to cover the number. So uh, I'm going to take the Jets here as a short home favorite against a depleted team that, as you said, might be without Doyle and Hilton. So... Yeah, and I don't really care that much about about Doyle. I mean, like he's fun and everything, but like I don't think he is significant to the result. T.Y. T- Hilton is a big deal because, like, I think two weeks ago we finally saw Luck be able to like dust off the rifle a little bit and get the ball down the field, but he literally has no one that can get down the field if Hilton's not in the game. So, uh, I you know I think that they're like if those two guys are out, it really narrows the targets to like. Ryan Grant and Eric Ebron and uh, your boy Jamal Adams, just stud. Devours really kills tight ends. Yeah, d- eats him up. So I think if you know if you take Ebron away, then you know you're kind of screwed if you're if you're indie. So and I hear you need to score points to win football games. True. So I uh, yeah I, I think the Jets are the right side. I love these like minus two and a half home favorites. Yeah. Like I I love when it's just under three. Like it makes it really tantalizing to me. And, uh, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if it's a sucker bet. They're trying to lure me in, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get lured in. I mean, the Colts are the public side right now, so I don't think it's, uh, like a trap by any means. You know, I think they're trying to get some jet money to even this out and I will oblige them. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. Like last week when the, this line came out like really, really early in a couple of, on a couple of sites and I almost bet it really early Colts plus I think it was plus three at the time. Three and a half. Because, I'm even showing that it opened up at at certain places. Yeah, like I was, I was thinking about hitting that early just because I was like, oh, like if they get Hilton back, like that's probably a good spot. But now that he's not back, I'm like, I'm thinking to bet that. Uh, Panthers at Redskins, Washington minus one at home, forty four and a half point total. 
kind of a weird game. I mean, the Redskins just got smacked on prime time. Uh, still find themselves a very small home favorite against the Carolina team coming off a dub. But yeah. yeah. This is this is like you said. This is a really really interesting spot because I tend to to side with teams coming off of big losses, and the Redskins would certainly fit that trend. I think we're getting some spread value, and I think that they're going to be motivated to try and come out and prove that last week was a fluke. So uh, I like the Redskins, but the Panthers have been one of my teams all season. They let me down last week against the G-Men, but I still think that the Panthers are the better team. Uh, so yeah, again, this is another one that I don't feel great on. I will take the Panthers plus one just because I think that they're still not being treated as, uh, you know, one of the better teams in the league. And I do think that that's what they are. So I will take the Panthers, but it would not surprise me in the slightest if the Redskins minus one was getting some sharp activity this week. Yeah. I mean, I think I really like Washington here. I'm a huge fan of teams like coming off the blowout spot very similar to the trend you gave uh, in the very beginning of the show for Atlanta um yeah I mean Washington just got their doors kicked in on a primetime game I thought that gives them a little bit of spread value and like I still kind of believe in Washington's defense they didn't look great against Drew Brees in the dome but they still have a really impressive pass rush that's something that's always kind of gotten to Cam Newton I don't know I mean I I think it's a like we were saying, I think it's a difficult spot, but I do think that I like Washington here minus one. I like a small home favorite. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, just evaluating the numbers, I would side with Washington. This is more just a, a gut play on on the Panthers for me, which is something that I very rarely do. You know, I, I try to stay balanced with the numbers and stuff and not look at the team so much. But uh, Caroline is just one of those teams that I'm sort of planting my flag on. Hey, plant away. I mean, watching football is great. We love it. But it's even more entertaining when you have action on the games. Confirmed. Oh, 100%. <laughs> You've heard me talking about this for weeks. Some of you guys are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win. And if you hit all three, you can turn $100 into $600. That's six to one. There's so much to bet on. Playoff baseball, hockey, primetime fights, and more. But my bookie is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I really trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. If you're still on the sidelines, now is the time to get in the game. My bookie will still match your first deposit dollar for dollar, but you have to join now. That offer will not be available soon. Log into my bookie right now and double your money. Just use promo code ROTOVIZ, and you'll get your first deposit match 100%. That's right. Promo code ROTOVIZ. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.ag. Bills at Texans. Houston, 9.5 point home favorite, 41 point total. We've got, you know, the no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills on the road. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson at home. What do you got? Yeah, I think I'm just going to have to come to grip with the facts that the Texans are not a good football team. You know, they uh, they burned me on Sunday night. I pushed uh, on one bet, but I doubled down on them at minus three and a half and ended up losing by the half a point. Um, they outgained the Cowboys by like 175 yards, but had six possessions in the red zone and only scored one touchdown. So 
they are just not a good football team. They're not well coached. Uh, I feel very uncomfortable laying such a large number with a team that is that is not going to perform up to the level of the talent on the team, which is what I think we're starting to see with them, right? Like their first five weeks have shown that they uh, are underperforming what they can do with their ability. Add in the fact that Watson is banged up, and uh, this for me is, is the Bills side. I like the Bills. It just feels gross to say, though, right? You uh, like the Bills. Yeah, but you know what? The Bills, I think, are a little more feisty than we're giving them credit for. I mean, they already have two wins, which after the first couple of weeks, I don't know, we might not have figured they were going to win two games all season. So, Yeah, I still can't get my head around that first one. I mean, last week, Tennessee, like... They're just the kind of team that would lose that game. That was but, the ultimate Tennessee Titans game. Absolutely. So, I mean, like, I'm not really sure what to make of Buffalo. I mean, I definitely don't think Houston deserves to be basically a 10-point favorite against anybody. Uh, so I agree with you that Buffalo is probably the side. I just don't love it. Like, I mean, Deshaun Watson has just been so good. I know he's a little banged up, but he's just been so good. Like, it really wouldn't surprise me if they just, you know, scored 35 points in this game and, and it was it was a wrap. Um, so I, I think this is a stay away for me. Yeah. I just don't know what it is. Like he is awesome. I love Deshaun Watson, but they need to put the ball into the end zone and they yeah. just haven't done it. That's definitely important. Rams minus six and a half at Denver. Now we've got a couple injuries to watch in this one. Cooper cup, Brandon cooks, both in the concussion protocol. Obviously their status is going to have a, you know, a really large impact in this game, especially with all the 11 personnel that we know the Rams use. What do you think about this map based on just, you know, the information that we have right now? If it goes up to seven, I like the Broncos. Uh, I think that the Broncos still have a nice home field advantage at Mile High Stadium. We saw them get up for the Chiefs this year at home. I think that they probably should have won that game uh, or at least covered, which they didn't end up doing. But uh, I think that the Broncos are a talented enough team that they can stick in within a touchdown at home, kind of like we saw Seattle do last week you know like if you look at this spread they're saying that the Broncos are only half a point better than Seattle is and I just don't agree with that I think that the Broncos are uh you know at least a point or two better than Seattle is so I I would be much more willing to take them at if I could get the full seven instead of six and a half but um I still will will take the Broncos here as a home dog yeah, I mean, this is kind. Of, this is like a really tough spot, I think, for the Rams. Um, not just because they're on the road as like a big favorite again, but the injuries. I don't think that Denver is a really easy environment to play in. I mean, we saw. Obviously, we know that the Chiefs ended up winning that game, but they really struggled through the first like half to three quarters before pulling away. Uh, and like the Rams are kind of just due to have like an off game. Like I don't think that they. You know, with the injuries that they've amounted on defense and now on offense, I just think that the number is too high. I'm going to go with Denver here. I'm going to take the six and a half points. And I, I feel I feel good about this one. I think that if you're the Rams and there's a game that you're going to kind of like take off, this is probably the game. So I'm going to go with uh, the Broncos. Laying the points favorite, Denver Broncos. Jags favored by three on the road in Dallas. 40 and a half point total. This is this is your snooze fest of the week right here. Um, no Leonard Fournette, no Corey Grant, no Sean Lee. What do you make of this? I'm going to continue to just fade the hell out of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I'm always scared to take road favorites. 
You know, I already swore them off earlier this year. I'm scared to take public teams, and the Jaguars will definitely be public team here, but I just think the Cowboys are awful. You know, I already mentioned that the Texans should have blown their doors off last week, which I think is what's keeping this spread pretty reasonable. Um, It's already risen from Jags minus one to Jags minus three. I think that the Jags money is going to keep pouring in from from both square betters and sharp betters. Like, if they if they can put the ball in the end zone a couple of times, the Cowboys offense is not going to be able to move the ball against them. I just don't see a formula where the Cowboys can score enough points. You know, the total on this game is low at 40 and a half, so they're not expecting a ton of points from the Jaguars either. But I think that the Jaguars offense has proven to be capable. I mean, Blake Bortles turned it over four four times last week, but he did throw for over 400 yards. You know, we, we've liked the angle of taking the Jags without Fournette because it makes them play more optimally. And I think against the Cowboys, that could definitely work in their favor. You know, last week was a brutal matchup for them. They got embarrassed by the Chiefs. I think they're going to be, you know, fully motivated to just come in and take care of an inferior Cowboys team. I'm with you. Good teams bounce back. I believe that Jacksonville is a good team. And like you said, that Houston game, I think, could have been a lot more ugly for Dallas. So uh, I am with you. Jags minus three is the play. Ravens minus two and a half at Tennessee. You let me down last week. 41 point total. Another game for me that I don't feel great about in terms of like a feel because I, you know, Tennessee kind of let down last week. Baltimore kind of let down last week. Like there's just a lot of a lot of disappointment in this game. What do you think? I actually kind of like the Titans here. Uh, I think that this is a pretty big overreaction spread. You know, like if we were setting this line last week, it would probably be like even, you know, but we're getting now two and a half points with the Titans at home. Uh, that would translate to Ravens minus eight and a half at home, which just feels like a lot. So I like the Titans here getting the points. They play every game ugly. I don't see why this one would be any different. I think they'll be in a position to potentially pull the game out late. Um, and, and I like fading the Ravens on the road. You know, they, they have not been a great road team historically. They're dominant at home, or at least they have been in past years. So I like the idea of getting the Titans here. I think that this is an inflated line. I will take the points. I'm going to go the other way here. I still believe that Baltimore is the premier pass defense in football. I think that they are probably being a little underrated here as well. If you look at just how the bets have come in, 67% of the bets have been on Tennessee, and the line has gone from one plus one to plus three. Mm. Um, so now it's at plus three while we're recording this. Uh, 51% of the money is on Baltimore, despite just 33% of the bets. So plus 18% there. I think that Baltimore can just give Tennessee fits. And the Titans in their secondary really haven't played well. They've done a really nice job with their pass rush, uh, creating pressure and, and you know giving themselves opportunities that way. But Joe Flacco's been pretty good this year. And I think he's the best quarterback in this game, which is really awful for me to say because yeah. you know, I love Mariota. <laughs> the Taylor Lewan injury could also play a huge part. You Definitely. Know, I'm not sure what his status is yet, but if he's out, uh, against, you know, what you mentioned was a really ferocious Ravens defense, that could be a problem for the Titans as well. So, yes, you've successfully cooled me off a little bit. I'll still side with the Titans, especially if I can get them at a full field goal, but 
Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely not a situation I feel great about. All right, now this is the best game of the week. Chiefs at Pats. Patriots are three-point favorites at home. Totals at 59. I mean, game of the week, Matt, right? Sunday Night Football. What do you think? I love it. Uh, I'm already excited about it. I'm ready to try and make some money by backing the New England Patriots. There you go. You know, like, uh, the chance, the opportunity to bet on the Patriots as a non-public team is rare. But unsurprisingly, it's super profitable. Uh, historically, when the Pats are receiving less than 50% of the tickets, they're 27-14-2 against the spread. That's good for a 27.7% return on investment. And if you look right now, they're only getting 39% of the tickets. People love the Chiefs. People love Pat Mahomes. They want to be able to bet on him as an underdog. So I will gladly take the Patriots, who uh, I think are still maybe a little bit undervalued based on what they did early in the season. Like, it will not surprise me if in Week 10 we're looking back and... You know, we're back to saying that the Patriots are the best team in football and that the Chiefs have cooled down a little bit. So I will gladly take the Patriots minus three here. Uh, love getting the opportunity to bet on them and really love doing it when they're not a public team. Yeah, you mentioned it. I mean, my uh, my Action Network piece this week is about this game, and it talks about how well the Patriots on defense match up with the Chiefs offense. I don't want to spoil it because it's behind the paywall, but definitely check that out. Um, but I mean, long story short, like New England can definitely play with this team. And I think they match up really well. All the reasons that you mentioned, I mean, the fact that the Chiefs are undefeated and the Pats have two losses, the fact that the Chiefs in week one last year dominated this game, I think that that is a factor in betters minds. And like, people just don't believe in the Patriots right now. Like, I think they think the chinks in the armor are there. You know, I'm sure just like any other team, they have their weaknesses, but I don't think that the Chiefs are impervious um, Bill Belichick has fared really well in his career against quarterbacks who are, I mean, I know Mahomes isn't a rookie, but quarterbacks with very little experience, he has traditionally eaten those guys up. Uh, I don't think this is any different. So I am taking the Patriots. This is my favorite bet of the week. Same. This, this is the Amico Lamarca La La Lock of oh, the week. Oh boy, I don't like that though. <laughs> no, no, yeah, we're not going to do that. But uh, it's a good one. It's a good one. I think this is this is the game I feel the best about. Yo, I'm I'm back in on the. I mean, I love what the Patriots have been doing with their running backs in particular. Like the Rex Burkhead injury, we might look back and say that that's the best thing that happened to this team this season. Like just giving the bull, giving uh, James White ten plus targets every game out of the backfield, and then obviously getting Michelle the ball on carries could just be exactly what this team needed to spark them. So, yeah, yep. giddy up, Pats. 49ers at Packers, nine and a half point home favorites for Green Bay, 46 and a half point total. Still not really sure what's going on with the Packers receivers, especially Randall Cobb. Uh, I'd imagine Geronimo Allison probably gets to play this week. And the Niners maybe without Matt Breida. It sounds starting to trend that way. It's not a lock yet that he's going to be out, but starting to trend that way. And, you know, again, we just have to question the number of playmakers that the Niners have at this point. So what do you think of this game, Matt? Yeah, I, I don't care if the, the Packers sign you and play you at receiver this week. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Packers. I, I just love Aaron Rodgers at home. Like, he has historically been 
the most profitable home favorite quarterback in the bet lab system. He's 42, 23 and three against the spread. That's good for a 25.2% return on investment. Um, I don't think the 49ers are any good. I think that the Packers have obviously have their warts this year, but you have to look at the Packers when they're at home and, and on the road as almost like two separate teams. The Packers at home are still more than capable of just blowing the doors off of an inferior opponent. And that's exactly what I think the 49ers are. Uh, the only thing that concerns me slightly is that the sports books are going to have some major liability with the Packers on a Monday night game. You know, like every Joe Schmo in Vegas is going to be betting the Packers as a favorite on Monday night football, which, which is always scary. But you know what? The public wins occasionally. And I think that the Packers here are the right side. Like, I, if I was setting this line, it would be closer to two touchdowns than it would be to 9.5. For the record, I could definitely score if I was a receiver on the Packers. Like, <laughs> would would manage to be not even open, but like Rodgers would just get it to me. Um. Anyway, yeah, no, I mean, like, I think it's kind of a tough game because I don't really believe in the Packers. I don't believe that they're particularly good, but... They did show a little bit of fight last week in that Lions game. I mean, they definitely could have rolled over after being down early, but they played pretty well. I mean, Mason Crosby missed like eight kicks in that game. (laughs) Yeah. How is he still on the roster, by the way? He's got some cachet with all that he's done throughout the years. But, like, if he was any other kicker in the league, he would be gone. But, yeah, I think that you can kind of look at that score and say maybe it would have been a different game if he could have put the ball through the uprights more than once out of six times. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. Uh, so, but like you said, like the trends on Rodgers are just so good. And the Niners are so bad. Like they just lost by like two touchdowns to, to the Cardinals, who are bad. So Confirmed. Like, so even if the Packers are not as good as we think, they're still, you know, very much good enough to cover this number. All right, let's get into everybody's favorite part of the show, and that's the book it, my bookie picks of the week. Matt, you went three one and one last week. You are fourteen nine and two overall. I am, uh, I am making the climb back to five hundred three let's and two go. last week, nine and fifteen and one overall. So I'm starting to, you know, we're outside of the just complete horrid completely terrible zone we're now in you know bad variance zone we can, <laughs> we, we can talk ourselves into just some bad luck um but what do you got for us this week yeah and i'm still mad about that push from last week i really feel like i had four and one i'm uh, the texans they they hurt my feelings uh huh? so this week i i going pats minus three they're my favorite pick of the week i already bet them because i think it could very easily rise as the week goes on. Uh, we're already seeing three and a half at a lot of different shops around Vegas. So get it in. Pats minus three if you can find it. Uh, I'm going Jets minus two and a half for all the reasons I mentioned earlier. I think that they're, the indie offense is just too banged up to move the ball against a good defense. And I am believing that the Jets have a good defense. I will take the Browns plus one and a half at home against a West Coast Chargers team. I'm going to take the Jags minus three and hope that they can just finally expose the Cowboys for the frauds that they are. And I will take Aaron Rodgers and the Packers laying nine and a half at home. Uh, the Packers at home just become a, a com- completely different animal than what they do on the road. And I could see them putting up, you know, 30 plus against the 49ers. And I don't see any way that they can answer back. So uh, those are my five. Feel really good about the first 
Uh, four of them, the Packers, not as much just because I mentioned earlier, I, I'm always leery being on a team that's going to be super public. But I really, really like my first four picks this week, and I think we're ready to make some money. All right. I like it, man. I like the confidence. I mean, you know I'm also on the Pats, minus three. I like the Redskins for the reasons we mentioned before. I think uh, they're going to get after Cam Newton a little bit. I think that they have the answers, perhaps, for Christian McCaffrey. We'll see. Um, Jets minus two and a half. I'm with you on your Jets. Denver plus six and a half. I like them as a big home dog. And uh, I like the over in Tampa Bay, Atlanta. I don't think this number can get high enough. I mean, we saw it last week when uh, Atlanta played Pittsburgh, that it got up to like 58, 59 in a couple places. Still went over. So, I mean, I I just, I don't think that, I don't think we've gotten to the point yet where the totals are high enough. Like, they're they're higher. I mean, we've seen more 57-point totals the last two weeks than I feel like we saw, like, all of last year. Or, like, you know, for large portions of last season. But uh, I still think this number should be, like, 60. Like, I think 60 is where I start thinking about it. 57 and a half, give me the over. Right. And that Atlanta-Pittsburgh game was low scoring until the fourth quarter when the Steelers just put on 28 points. So I agree. Like the flip, the the switch could be flipped at any point in that game and give you a good chance to go over. So uh, I, I think that's a sharp, I think betting the overs on these big totals can still definitely be profitable. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of laying the points brought to you by my bookie. Please be sure to subscribe to rate and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And get that deposit bonus on my bookie for using promo code ROTOVIZ. For Matt LaMarca, I'm Anthony Miko. May the odds be ever in your favor. Thank you for listening to On the Daily, the ROTOVIZ Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast powered by ROTOVIZ Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily DFS at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at on the daily DFS. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. They call you the Grill Master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV. The perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing.